Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. A very festive and merry football full circle live right here on the SportsGrid Radio Network and Sirius XM Channel 159. I am Ben Stevens, and he is Joe Lisi. He is back in the fold. Scott Wetzel filled in amicably yesterday, but the mastermind of the pigskin is back for a huge holiday weekend, Joe Lisi, of football on the horizon. Week 16 of the NFL season has begun. We have 11 games on Christmas Eve Saturday, a triple header on Christmas Day Sunday, tons to break down in the NFL, and a couple of bowl games to sprinkle in as well. Joe, there is a reason this is the most wonderful time the year. Really, Ben, and it's great to be back. Obviously, cold weather here on the Northeast, so that'll affect some of the matchups, including this NFL weekend in terms of Saturday and Sunday. And then at the end of the day, we saw the game uh, on Thursday night, right, with the Jets and Jaguars battling it out. Uh, Zach Wilson couldn't step up in the rain-soaked slop of MetLife, even though the game was played on turf. Jacksonville grinds out uh, a dominant road win, and it takes one step closer right to a potential playoff berth. This is what it's all about and you're number two for Trevor Lawrence and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Lisi, it's a great point. So many storylines going into that Thursday night football game with just three weeks left in this NFL regular season. Playoff hopes for the Jets seeming to dwindle. They take a big hit on a Thursday night. Jacksonville in contention for the divisional crown in the AFC South. It seems as though the title is within their grasp. Of course, the storyline of number one versus number two. The first overall selection from the 2021 NFL Draft, Trevor Lawrence for Jacksonville. And the number two overall selection, somehow, some way, Zach Wilson for the New York Jets. And because of what we saw on Thursday at MetLife, tons of takeaways as well, Joe. Let's focus on the game and the outcome first. Like you mentioned, Jacksonville, a big road victory. They entered only two and five away from Duval County this year. They get their third row victory of the season, their seventh overall win this year. They win 19 to three, Joe, over New York in some sloppy cold, wintry weather conditions on a Thursday night in MetLife. They went outright as well, Joe, as a two-and-a-half-point favorite. All seven of the Jags' wins this year have come outright as an underdog. And with the victory, Joe, not only are they only a half game out of the top spot in the AFC South, which currently the Tennessee Titans hold on to that spot, Jacksonville has also already gone over their preseason win total of six-and-a-half. 
Yeah, great job by Doug Peterson. The foundation was there. Obviously, with Urban Meyer, they couldn't coach it up. Doug Peterson has taken this team to a different level. They, the addition of Christian Kirk and Evan Ingram. I mean, talk about a second life. Evan Ingram couldn't catch anything in New yeah. York. All of a sudden, he's one of the best tight ends in terms of uh, uh, the NFL. Excuse me. I said college football, but he was uh, one of the best tight ends in terms of college football in Oxford. And you thought that with the New York Giants. But here's the biggest thing is is that when you look at this team, Trevor Lawrence seems to be getting it. He's poised. He's confident. He understands where he wants to go with the football and understands now that he is the leader of this team. The teammates around him have rallied and they are playing with a, a confidence that we haven't seen over the past couple of seasons. So that really will translate. Right now, if we're talking Jacksonville and Tennessee as it relates to the quarterback position, I think you got to give the edge to the Jaguars. That doesn't mean they're going to obviously win the division but from a quarterback perspective Trevor Lawrence right now is showcasing why he should have been the number one pick in last year's draft he is certainly proving that right now Trevor Lawrence Joe and what Jacksonville has done they have won four of their last five games Trevor Lawrence on a Thursday night Joe in terrible weather conditions threw for 229 yards that In better weather, like down in Jacksonville in Florida, is probably akin to a 300-yard performance because entering Thursday night against Gang Green in three of four wins for Jacksonville, T-Law had thrown for at least 318 yards. He is stepping up in a big way in his sophomore campaign. We will never forgive Urban Meyer for taking Trevor Lawrence's rookie season away from us, but you can tell the improvement and the growth he has made under Doug Peterson. A big night for his college teammate out of Clemson and Travis Etienne as well. 83 rush yards. Had 29 receiving, going over both of his props there. And Trevor Lawrence, Joe, showing off the legs on Thursday in New York, New Jersey. 51 yards on the ground. He scored the only touchdown of the game. Again, 19-3, the victory for Jacksonville. They went outright as a two-and-a-half-point underdog. The total stays under 36-and-a-half. Joe, we'll have the future conversation for Zach Wilson and his time in the Big Apple as the quarterback for the Jets coming up in our next segment. But let's focus on the positive for Jacksonville here. Again, now only a half game behind the Tennessee Titans as they get the win to start off Week 16. Tennessee is a a three-and-a-half-point home favorite in Nashville on Saturday against the Houston Texans. It's only a half-game difference, but Jacksonville, Joe, minus 185 now. Heavier odds on favorites today than they were were on Thursday to win the AFC South. We'll continue to have that discussion up next here on Football Full Circle. It's a festive football day on FFC, setting up the holiday weekend of football all across the weekend. Come back and join us on FFC. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh... 
<laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. A huge football weekend for this holiday on the horizon. 11 NFL games on Christmas Eve Saturday. A triple header on Christmas Day Sunday. Joe Lisi and myself, Ben Stevens, break it all down live right here on this festive football full circle. So, Joe, after Thursday night football at MetLife, kicking off week 16, we mentioned the Jaguars now, at least from the odds perspective, Joe, have taken the lead in the AFC South, but from the state standings perspective it's still Tennessee entering their week 16 matchup at home as a slight three and a half point favorite against Houston who has the divisional lead a half game over Jacksonville these two teams still need to meet one more time this year that will happen in the regular season finale when the divisional title could very well be on the line Tennessee of course Joe will most likely do this the rest of the way without their quarterback in Ryan Tannehill so Joe from the odds perspective the Jaguars right now a minus 185 odds on favorite to win the AFC South do you agree with the odds to make Jacksonville the favorite at this moment well, yes, after the loss from Tennessee to the L.A. Rams, uh, L.A. Chargers last week. Yeah, absolutely. And the fact that obviously now they get a road win against the Jets, you have to give the edge because Tannehill is out for the year. But that doesn't mean that Tennessee's not going to steal it, right? At the end of the day, I think Tennessee's matchup with Houston this week is in their benefit because of the potential to pound the rock with Derrick Henry. And yeah. the fact that Malik Willis is a mobile quarterback, I don't think he's going to have to put it a lot in the air in this matchup to get the victory. I actually think he could break out in terms of the RPO game. So, yes, Trevor Lawrence is trending right now. He's progressing and ascending at just the right point in the regular season. But at the end of the day, if I had a bet right here, right now on the division, I still believe it's the Titans. I believe in Vrabel. I think the defense can come together over the next three weeks. And in the end, I do feel that they get the outright win over Trevor Lawrence last regular season game of 2022. So again, here's what is at stake in the AFC South the rest of the way. Tennessee, a three-and-a-half-point home favorite on Christmas Eve Saturday against Houston. Then the final two weeks for Jacksonville, it's a game against the Texans and a home game hosting Tennessee. You might be thinking for the Jags, all right, write that Texans game in already as a W, but Houston's only win this year, they only have one win to their name, Joe, came against Jacksonville. There's a weird divisional rivalry there. Tennessee next week on Thursday night will take on the Dallas Cowboys, the early look ahead line for that game. Tennessee's already booked as near a touchdown dog. So there's a ton that goes into all of these divisional races coming down the stretch for those divisions that are still up in the air. Joe, as we look at the New York Jets right now, I think that's one of the main takeaways from last night as well, or Thursday night as well, because Yes, Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars are in prime position, it would seem, to win the AFC South. But I think the biggest storyline a lot of people will be talking about from Thursday night football between Trevor Lawrence and the Jags and Zach Wilson in the New York Jets is that quarterback 
in Zach Wilson. Booed constantly, Joe, by the MetLife crowd, and rightfully so. The stat line, abysmal. 9 of 18 for 92 yards and an interception. It wasn't until Chris Strebler came in, his backup, who carried the ball nine times for 54 yards, that the Jets had any semblance of even moving the ball offensively, Joe. They scored three points. It was off the first possession of the game when Trevor Lawrence got hit in his own zone and fumbled the football up so a short field for New York, they could only muster up a field goal. Zach Wilson, Joe, as it stands right now, is now incredibly doubted for why he was the number two overall pick, but we've been telling you that forever, right, Joe? As college football minds, we know what we see when you see Zach Wilson play for BYU in comparison to the likes of Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields. So this is not all that surprising. Zach Wilson was fantastic for the Cougs against non-Power 5 teams or group of five teams that had eight or less wins, but step up in competitions, he did not play well. The BYU teams lost a lot of those games, and Zach Wilson struggled mightily in them. So now, Joe, although Robert Sala is saying after the game that Zach Wilson's time in New York is not done, this is not the last you will see of Zach Wilson in a Jets uniform, I'm not so sure what his future in the Big Apple is, Joe. What do you think of Zach Wilson's time with the New York Jets? Will he be on the roster to start 2023? I don't think so. I, I think they did, they already did this script with Sam Donald, right? Sam Donald had more success as a college quarterback than than Zach Wilson, right? I mean, that uh, it's just the bottom line. Won a Rose Bowl against against Penn State and James Franklin and Saquon Barkley, fifty two forty nine. He was battle tested at least better than Zach Wilson in bigger ball games, and he couldn't cut it in New York. So at the end of the day, what have you seen from Zach Wilson that says, yeah, we need to keep this guy around? I mean, that's the bottom line. When Streveler got in there, he was a more confident quarterback than Zach Wilson. The kid looked yeah. like he thought he could have pulled that victory out. And and he brought him inside the red zone a couple of times. Couldn't obviously score points. But at the end of the day, when your fourth string quarterback has more confidence and a, and a better understanding of the offense than your first string quarterback and the guy that you paid all the money for as number two in the overall draft. I mean, what are you doing here? I mean, I said it to Carver the other night. Ben, I want to get your take. Joe Douglas decided to pick Zach Wilson because of one game in particular, the game against Houston a couple of years ago where they were five-point favorites and he dominated on a Friday night. But nobody told Joe Douglas that Houston's defense sucked a couple of years ago. This wasn't the Houston defense last year that was one of the tops in FBS. Two years ago, they were atrocious. And, and Zach Wilson in his biggest game against Co- Coastal Carolina couldn't even pull that ball game out. So Correct. if that's how he made the assessment, you got to be kidding me. Joe, that game in the 2020 season where Zach Wilson and the BYU Cougars were one of the best group of five teams in all of the country. And Kalani Sataki was saying, we want to play anybody, anywhere, anytime. Zach Wilson wore that on his headband. Anybody, anywhere, any place. They went and scheduled that game in a week's notice to play at Coastal Carolina when the Chanticleers were also a top 20 team. The stat line for Zach Wilson, 19 of 30, 240 yards, a touchdown, and an interception. Coastal won that game. 22-17. That stat line pales in comparison to the games that he would put up against bad teams. He had a great senior season. And you're referencing the game against Houston, the middle of October of 2020. 25-35, 400 yards, four touchdowns, ran for 40 yards as well. Yes, all of that makes sense. The bowl game where he capped things off against Central Florida. There are some great stats 
in there. But when you look at the step-ups in competition, that is where Zach Wilson struggled. He was a starter or played a good majority of BYU's games, Joe, from 2018 on. Go back to 2019 and look at some of the stats that Zach Wilson had. In a huge rivalry showdown against a top 15 Utah team, they lost 30-12 to in 2019. He was 21-33 for 208 yards and two interceptions. How about a San Diego State team, Joe? He threw the ball 53 times for 316 yards, but also two interceptions and no touchdowns. And in the bowl game against Hawaii that December, he threw the football 24 times for four, or 40 times, completed it 24 times for 274 yards and two interceptions. This is not going to be a bag on Zach Wilson show the entire time. But I think what's frustrating at times, Joe, with how much we cover college football, that all of these NFL draft scouts and all of these NFL analysts come in and say, oh man, you can see what Zach Wilson can do with the football, his ability to sling that thing. Turn on the tape and watch what BYU did against these better teams at the collegiate level and then try to forecast that to the professional level. When he's not given pockets that we could stand in for nine minutes and pick apart D Defenses. It's a completely different thing. So, Joe, I think some of the anger or the idea that people will be bagging on Zach Wilson today is not just because Zach Wilson has struggled in the NFL. It's because we all thought it was a crazy decision for New York to draft him number two overall in the 2021 NFL draft. And then when you see Ju- Justin Fields get taken where he was uh, and, J- and Zach Wilson way ahead of Justin Fields, you're like, are you kidding me? Can you imagine Justin Fields with Elijah Moore? Can you imagine Justin Fields with his former college teammate in Garrett Wilson? Can you imagine what he would do on this New York Jets team? Chicago is on the way to giving him some support next year, and we'll get to see the best version of Fields then. More FFC up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. So enough on Thursday night football. It starts week 16 of this NFL campaign. Only three weeks left in the regular season. Playoff implications all across the slate, but a unique holiday weekend slate, Joe Lisi, as we're live here on Football Full Circle. 11 games on Saturday. Christmas Eve Saturday, in fact, a triple header on Sunday. Three games on Christmas. 
Tons to get through here, Joe, as we set the holiday weekend slate. Let's start with a bunch on Saturday. The storyline, Joe Lisi, we have been following all week long. The health of Jalen Hurts, what it would mean for Philadelphia in their Saturday showdown at the Star against the Dallas Cowboys. Confirmed as of Thursday, Nick Sirianni has told us Gardner Minshew will make the start for Philadelphia as the Eagles visit Dallas. Now, Joe, the game loses a little bit of luster, not just because of who's playing quarterback for Philadelphia, but a couple of weeks ago, we thought this game could decide the NFC East division. That is not going to be the case. The Eagles right now have a three-game lead over the Cowboys with three weeks remaining, and the Eagles took the first game of the year, so they hold the tiebreaker advantage. Even if Dallas wins this game, Philly would need to win just one of their final two games to clinch the division in the NFC's number one overall seed. But it's still Christmas Eve, it's still a Saturday at the Star, and it's still a bitter rivalry in the NFC East. Joe, this line has gone berserk. When Jalen Hurts was going to play, the line was one and a half in favor of Philadelphia. His status is put in doubt. The line moves to six in favor of the Cowboys. Now we have Gardner Minshew as the starter. The line has settled at four in favor of the Cowboys. Joe, how does this change things with Gardner Minshew as the quarterback for Philly? Well, it changes it in terms of the defensive approach, right? You don't have to worry about the edge as much in terms of the RPO game with without Jalen Hurts in there. Right. You know where Gardner Minshew is going to be, right? Get pressure up the middle, keep him in the pocket, and force him into short to intermediate throws. Don't give him time and get in his face. That's got to be the defensive recipe for the Dallas Cowboys. Have Micah Parsons move around and obviously get in his face and force quarterback pressure. So that's why I still give the edge to Dallas. Now, it's still an uphill battle, right? But at the end of the day, they're still alive to potentially, you know, steal the conference, right? All Philly has to do is win one of their last three. You don't want it to be against you, even with a backup quarterback. So that's why I like Dallas here, laying the four points. They did not play well in the second half of that matchup. They should have absolutely boat raced the Jacksonville Jaguars. They didn't do it, didn't make adjustments. And I think they take their frustration out on the best team in terms of the NFL without their star MVP. Lisi, I think that's a wrinkle to this conversation as well. It's not like Dallas is coming into this game as world beaters. They struggled mightily as 17.5-point favorites two Sundays ago against Houston. They survive and eke out a victory. They were up by 17 points midway through the third quarter last Sunday in Jacksonville, and they lost that football game to the Jaguars 40-34 to in overtime. The Cowboys have the ninth worst rushing defense in the National Football League. Philly led the league last year, is fourth currently this year. Yes, you take a a huge component of how aggressive that attack can be on the ground and how dynamic it can be with Jalen Hurts not in there. But I still expect a ton of Miles Sanders and a ton of Boston Scott and a ton of Kenneth Gainwell. And as a backup, Gardner Minshew is reliable. We have seen A.J. Brown go nuclear the last couple of weeks. We have seen Devontae Smith start to pick up his game as well. And oh yeah, Dallas Goddard is expected to make his return to Philly's lineup on Saturday as well. I understand the line movement, Joe. I like Philly here. I bet them when they were a six-point underdog. I jumped in on the money line then. I still feel the same way right now. And we talked about it earlier this week. 
Joe, we have talked often about what Mike Leach meant to the game of football, not just in college, but what his impact in the air raid system has meant for how we see modern football played, even on the National Football League level. We have mentioned the individual impact he made on so many coaches' lives across the sport, and certainly players. Gardner Minshew played quarterback for the Pirate up in Pullman at Washington State. Gardner Minshew earlier this week flew to Starkville, Mississippi to give a eulogy at Mike Leach's celebration of life. I often believe there is cosmic things, Joe, in the world of sports. It's part of the reason we have such a passion for it when you have that ability to channel something in your life personally and express it on a playing surface. I know it's a lofty take to think just because Gardner Minshew gave a eulogy at his former college football head coach's funeral, and that's going to be a reason for the Eagles to win. But Gardner said it himself in that eulogy. Mike Leach changed the way that Gardner even viewed his own self and his ability to play football. I think something comes out of Gardner Minshew on Saturday at the Star. Give me the Eagles outright. Yeah, it's a great point. I mean, he's obviously going to be playing for for Mike Leach's legacy and obviously one of his pupils and 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 star pupils, right? In terms of taking over at Washington State, the kid was a, a transfer. He steps up and and how he really epitomized Mike Leach's system, right? And a lot of people did not think he could be a starting quarterback in the NFL. Was labeled the system guy. Comes into Jacksonville on a terrible team, steps up, and obviously has had elevated that team to that level to where we see now Trevor Lawrence taking over and then moved on and every time Gardner Minshew steps in he produces. He might not always get the W but at the end of the day you never and rarely see Gardner Minshew struggle in the offensive system so we'll see how it plays out that's a great point in terms of the rushing attack with the Philadelphia Eagles To me, it's just a different rushing attack, right? They're going to run it between the tackles with Sanders and Gainwell as opposed to where Hurts is getting on the edge, utilizing the RPO uh, game in terms of the pistol formation. That is the difference I think that we'll see in terms of this offensive game plan. So, Lisey, when Scott Wetzel was here earlier this week filling in for you on Football Full Circle, we went through a lot of the Christmas Eve slate. Obviously had to hit on that marquee matchup in Dallas with the official word Gardner Minshew will make the start for Philadelphia. Let's go to a couple of the other games on Saturday's Christmas Eve schedule before we get to the triple header on Christmas Day. The Buffalo Bills, Joe, an eight-and-a-half-point favorite in what is expected to be a very cold soldier field on Saturday. The over-under is 40-and-a-half for the Bills and the Bears. Joe, what's the approach to this breakdown between Buffalo and Chicago? Well, I think it's status quo. I don't think Buffalo is going to be affected in terms of the weather. And we saw Jalen Hurts struggle a little bit in the cold weather in Soldier yep. Field, but we know Josh Allen, this is the norm, right? He, they sort of embrace it the way they played against the Miami Dolphins in terms of the blustery, windy conditions. Total is a, a 40 and a half is not bad, right? I lean to the over in this matchup because I think Justin Fields can move it with his legs, and I think Josh Allen is going to have success over the top in terms of the passing game. So I like Buffalo laying the eight and a half. I think this is a game where they get right. Significant speed advantage. And I'll take the over 40 and a half in this matchup, Ben. I love the over here, Joe Lisi. Brothers in arms on this Christmas weekend, you and I, because Chicago had an over streak, Joe, of seven straight games. They hit the bye week. They come out of the bye last Sunday against Philadelphia. The game goes under a posted total at 47.5. But there was a lot of points scored in the second half. The Eagles won 25-20. to That number would have been over this small total of 40.5. Buffalo has gone over this number of 40.5. 
and a half in eight of their last 11 games. This is the lowest total for the Bills all season long. Joe, I think it's the idea of snow in the forecast in Chicago. It has snowed already. It is not really supposed to snow or at least less total than they expected early on. And weather will be a huge part of a lot of these handicaps throughout this holiday weekend. Pretty much weather in every city across the country right now is frigid and freezing at this time. But Joe, I think that's baked into the total. And here's the thing. Both of these teams love to run the football with their quarterbacks. Just look at the rushing yards props. Justin Fields is 72 and a half. Josh Allen, Joe, is 50 in a hook. And one point there on Josh Allen. Since December of 2021, so in the months of December or later in the last two years, 11 games in total for Josh Allen, he has averaged 60 yards per game on the ground. His rushing yards prop is 50 in a hook. I love the over there, and I love the over for the game total overall, Lisi. You and I with a little bit of a sprinkle together on Christmas Eve Saturday. Joe, we also got some confirmation for the Baltimore Ravens. It will be Tyler Huntley making yet another start for the flock against the Falcons. It's a six and a half point spread in favor of Baltimore. Joe, they need to keep winning football games if they have some hope of coming back in the AFC North Divisional race at this moment and making sure they control their seeding for the postseason as a potential wild card team if they can't come back to claim the division. With Tyler Huntley, Joe, making the start, a total of 34 and a half and a six and a half point spread in favor of the Ravens. What do you make of the matchup against the Falcons? I think they dominate this ball game, even with Huntley at the helm. I can't. I'm not buying into Desmond or on the road. Uh, this is a must-win game for the Baltimore Ravens. I think they have the much better defense heading into this ball game, and, and I think Huntley can move the football. I, I think New Orleans is just a garbage team. That's why they struggle with Desmond in the second half of that matchup. Baltimore is more consistent. I would lay it with, with the Baltimore Ravens laying the six and a half. The total does scare me because both teams like to run, so I would go under. I'm not going to play the total, but I would go under in that ballgame, Ben. But I like the Ravens to win convincingly. 34-and-a-half, Joe. The number has dropped significantly over the last couple of days. It was 35-and-a-half earlier on Friday as well. Two of the top three rushing offenses in the league. Baltimore ranks second. Atlanta ranks third. The Ravens have the upper hand in terms of defending the run. They are the second best rushing defense in the National Football League. All right, that's some of the Christmas Eve Saturday slate. Now we dive into the three games on Christmas Day. And a discussion, of course, with two college football aficionados about bowl season as it continues into this holiday weekend as well. It's a festive football full circle. Live right here on the Sports Grid Radio Network. He's Joe Lisi. I'm Ben Stevens. Come back and join us after the break. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh... 
<laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. We are back here on Football Full Circle. Live on the Sports Grid Radio Network and Sirius XM Channel 159. It is a festive FFC setting you up for your holiday weekend slate, including... The three games that we have on your NFL Sunday that just so happens, Joe Lisi, to be Christmas Day. The first game up is an incredibly intriguing matchup that maybe even just five, six, seven days ago, Joe, did not look like it would be. It's the Green Bay Packers and the Miami Dolphins. Green Bay must be thrilled, Joe, knowing how cold the weather is in the Midwest this week to be making the trip to sunny South Florida. When most teams are going to be dealing with bad weather conditions in their football games, the three we have on Christmas don't really live up to that billing. It's the Green Bay Packers, Joe, despite being two games below 500, still having some semblance of a shot at making the postseason. Before their Monday night victory at home against the Rams, they were a six-point dog for this Christmas Day trip to Miami. Now the line is worked by two and a half points back to Green Bay's side. It's only three and a half now in favor of the Dolphins. Joe, do you think the actual outcome of the game by the time we see the final score to start off the triple header on Sunday will start to follow the movement we have seen in the spread? Yeah, actually I wrote down Green Bay as one of my better bets for the weekend. I actually like the Packers to, to potentially steal this ball game. I think they're playing with a little more consistency right now. I know the record doesn't show that, 6-8 and eight overall, but Aaron Rodgers has his groove. Christian Watson getting involved. A.J. Dillon with the running game. And at the end of the day, the Dolphins right now are struggling. You know, they're struggling in the sense of finding ways to pull ball games out. As lethal as that offense is in a big spot, they haven't been able to get Ws. Couldn't do it against the Chargers. Couldn't do it last week against Buffalo. And now they're facing another blue-collar uh, team that is going to try and wear them down with the rushing attack. So at the end of the day, I buy into Aaron Rodgers catching points in this matchup because I think the pressure now is starting to build for the Miami Dolphins. Certainly so, Joe. Their odds to make the playoffs not on the board at the moment. It seems like because of the Jets' loss on Thursday night, the Patriots are struggling. They're booked as a home underdog on Christmas Eve Saturday against a red-hot Cincinnati Bengals team. That The wild-card race in the AFC feels a little bit more certain than that in the NFC. You have the Ravens with a 9-5 and record in the top spot in the wild-card race, the number 5 overall seed in the AFC postseason picture. It's the Chargers at 6, the Dolphins at 7, both L.A. and Miami eight and six. The Dolphins have the head-to-head tiebreaker advantage over the Patriots so far. They will play New England to end out the year as well. So it feels a little bit more set in the AFC, Joe, 
than it does in the NFC. With that being said, the Dolphins were a minus 800 favorite to make the postseason just a few weeks back. Now, or when the odds were up earlier this week, it was only a minus 310 price. Again, still heavily favored to get into the playoffs, but it's a different story for Miami. Meanwhile, Joe Green Bay needs a lot to break their way in terms of the NFC postseason picture. But they're not dead yet. The playoff hopes of Aaron Rodgers and the Packers still alive entering this Christmas Sunday triple header. It's plus 730. So again, a long shot. But there's a potential for Green Bay to stick around and make some noise. The second game of three, Joe, in that Christmas Day triple header. Listen, you've heard me say it now for the last three weeks, Joe. All the implications in terms of the postseason on the line pretty much in every single game, each and every week here down the home stretch. It's not the case for the Broncos and the Rams. Denver visits Los Angeles as a three-point road favorite. It's Baker Mayfield making the start, his second in a row for L.A. Most likely, Russell Wilson will be back for Denver, Joe, when this game really doesn't mean anything from a playoff perspective or big picture. How do you handicap it? It's 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 a tough one. i got to admit, it's one of the harder ones uh, in terms of this matchup. I lean to the under here. I don't know if you do in terms of this ball game, but I, I got to go under here in terms of this matchup between L.A. and Denver. I just think that I, I take probably the Rams in this ball game. I don't love it, but I can't buy into Hackett and the crew. I, the under, I think, comes in because both offenses are completely atrocious. At the end of the day, I buy into the Rams because they have the better coach. And at some point, I still think their playmakers are a little bit more explosive and consistent than the Denver Broncos, especially the Broncos playing on the road. I, I can't believe that they're favorites in this matchup. Yeah, I can't really either, Joe. As a favorite this year, Denver has been atrocious. They haven't been booked as a favorite in a couple of weeks now, but 1-5 against the spread as a favorite, not covering by more than five points per game. I understand the idea that Russ is here, so you make them the road favorite against Baker Mayfield in the shell of this Rams franchise this year, but... I don't know. It's not a game that I'll be betting, frankly, and I think it's tough to handicap from that motivational perspective. Listen, the Broncos paid Russell Wilson for a five-year deal worth north of $240 million. This is the first year of it. Maybe you're trying to build some optimism entering 2023, but that's really all that is at stake at this point. Maybe Baker Mayfield is auditioning for L.A. or other teams around the NFL. It's not because of a playoff race or a divisional crown on the line. None of that at stake on Sunday in L.A. between the Rams and the Broncos. The nightcap on Christmas Day, Joe, the silent nightcap, if you will, is in the desert between the Arizona Cardinals and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It would seem that when you look at this game on paper, this is finally Tampa's time to take advantage. The Bucs are booked as an eight-point road favorite. Why eight points for this Tampa team that is two games below 500 and has struggled mightily as we have seen here really all season long? Well, it's not Kyler Murray playing, of course. He's out for the rest of the year. It's not even Colt McCoy. He's still in concussion protocol. Trace McSorley, Joe, set to get the start for Arizona. Can Tampa finally, Joe, can Tom Brady and the Buccaneers finally take advantage of what is a good spot on their schedule? No, I'm I'm taking the eight with Arizona and Trace McSorley. I'm going to take the eight. I think the kid can can ball a little bit, and the fact okay. that McSorley's a little mobile uh, again, I, this doesn't mean Tampa Bay doesn't win. 
But we could see we could see a ball game twenty to seventeen and Tampa wins okay. and doesn't cover. After that performance where they failed to make second half adjustments, they had a seventeen nothing lead against Joey Silk and the crew and they allowed it to slip. I mean now they gotta go on the West Coast. I can't do it. I can't do it. I, I can't lay that number. I buy into Trace McSorley. I buy into Arizona. At the end of the day, he's still got some weapons around him. And Tampa Bay's defense has not looked elite anymore. I mean, that's the biggest no. thing on the top bowls is point. that you could score on them running the football and throwing it. So give me, give me, give me the younger quarterback with the touchdown and point. Trace McSorley, Joe. They're going to be singing the song he became famous for and bears his name for his days playing in Happy Valley. If they can cover this eight-point number. The total is 39.5. It should show you what we expect, really, of these two teams in terms of the offense. But you're right, Joe. When you look at Tampa, they're still tied for the 10th-best scoring defense in the league alongside Cincinnati, only giving up 10.6 points per game on average. But in the last three, the Bucks are allowing more than 28 points per game. More than 28 points, Joe. That is not good. That would be bottom 10 in the last three weeks or so in the National Football League. Again, Tampa holds a one-game lead in the NFC South. Somebody's got to win the division. The odds would say it's going to be the Buccaneers, and that's what the standings say at the moment as well. Minus 360 for Tampa Bay. They take on Carolina next week, and then to end out the year, a matchup against the Atlanta Falcons. Joe, it's not pretty for Tampa Bay at this moment. And in terms of covering numbers as a favorite, they've been booked as a favorite in 12 of 14 games so far this year. Three, eight, and one against the spread. The Panthers, a two and a half point underdog on Christmas Eve Saturday against the Lions. We mentioned the Falcons, a six and a half point dog on the road in Baltimore on Saturday as well. The Browns, Joe, a two and a half point favorite against the New Orleans Saints. That totals 32 and a half. That's a big 10 number for a cold and blistery day in Northeast Ohio expected. Any thoughts on that game? I would take the total in college, and I'm taking it in the pros, baby. No. 32 and a half. You can't, are you kidding me? 32 no, and a half? I don't care. Here's the, here's the bottom line. I understand the Saints are a dome team. They're going into a cold-weather environment. But yeah. you got to feel that there's going to be turnovers at some point. That would favor a short field, and that might favor points in terms of this matchup. Forget field goals. There could be chunk plays in this matchup. So I'm going to buy into 32 and a half. What are we talking about? We're talking about 20 to 14, 20 right. to 17. You could get you could get that easy. I'm, I, I think the Browns are the right side, though. I'm not buying into Andy Dalton on the road in the spot. I mean, when you look at scoring offenses right now, Deshaun Watson has struggled in his three games as the quarterback of the Cleveland Browns. Only one touchdown scored for Deshaun in his first win in a Browns uniform last week, also on a Saturday against the Baltimore Ravens. He threw it to DPJ, Donovan Peoples-Jones, but it hasn't been pretty offensively for Cleveland since they've returned. They're only averaging 16.7 points per game in the three games with Deshaun. It has not been pretty offensively for New Orleans all year. A bottom 11 scoring offense in the National Football League, averaging less than two touchdowns in the last three weeks. And again, 32 and a half is the number, Joe. So not a ton of offense or touchdowns are expected. But there's a number out there that just boggles the mind. It's certainly worth a flyer. 
if the Saints are going to score, it might be Jawan Johnson. He scored twice last week, did the tight end against the Falcons. 67 yards, two touchdowns. He was held out of the end zone and didn't have a single grab as the New Orleans Saints were shut out by San Francisco three weeks ago now, Joe. But in the three games prior to that, he scored in every game. Two games before that, he had two touchdowns against Arizona. He has seven touchdowns in the last seven games for New Orleans and has scored in five of those seven. It's a plus 500 number for him to score on Saturday. Just something to at least keep in mind for a flyer perspective there, Joe Lisi. All right, we're going to end out this show a couple more minutes in this segment before we hit the break in our final couple of minutes on the other side, Joe, with some bold thoughts. Two games on Friday, a game on Saturday as well. Hopefully we predict it correctly. The Independence Joe Lisi between Houston and Louisiana. Right now the Cougs, a six and a half point favorite. The line working against them slightly. The over-under is 56 and a half. Joe, what do you like in the Independence Bowl? I, I like UL Lafayette here with the points. I can't, you know, now it just ticked down to six and a half right now. Yep. I, I'm going to yep. take them. I think they're live in terms of this matchup. I like their rushing attack of UL Lafayette. And, and the fact that Houston is just so inconsistent this year. was supposed to be one of the better teams in the AAC. They lost some close ball games. Holgerson yep. in a big spot I don't have any, any faith in. And I think the total does come in over 56 and a half. I think we see some points in this matchup, Ben? I see it similarly Mm. because I also like the total in this game, Joe Lisi. Over 56.5. Houston, the best over team in college football this year. 10 of their 12 games hitting the over. It's the highest over percentage at 83.3% in all of CFB this year. And you're right, Joe. The Cougs have not been good about covering numbers 4-8 against the spread this season. The nightcap on Friday, the Gasparilla Bowl between Wake Forest and and Missouri. Joe, I'll get your thoughts on this on the other side of the break. I'll just set the stage for us here. It's now a two and a half point spread in favor of Wake. All bowl season long, it was only a point and a half in favor of the Demon Deacons. Now, Missouri has a really good defense, but Sam Hartman is playing in this game for Wake Forest, and the line is starting to reflect that. We'll get Joe's thoughts on the Gasparilla Bowl on the other side of the break. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 
21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. So, Joe Lisi, I set the stage for the Gasparilla Bowl, the second of two on this Christmas Eve, Eve, Festivus, if you will, and we break it down on football full circle. Joe, I was going to tell you why I agreed with the line movement to make Wake Forest a two-and-a-half-point favorite now against Missouri because Sam Hartman is playing. Wake still has a top-15 scoring offense. Sam Hartman threw for 35 touchdowns this year in 11 games, averaging better than 310 through the air. And then I just saw something on Twitter Missouri, on the back of their helmets, is wearing a decal to honor Mike Leach with a pirate cowbell. So now I'm a little bit concerned, Joe, and Missouri's defense has been very, very good all year. It has. Now, their leading receiver, Dominic Lovett, transferred to Georgia, so he's not going to play in this ballgame. Keep an eye out for that in Mm. terms of how does that affect, obviously, the passing attack for Brady Cook and the Tigers' offense. The two games that they played, Georgia and Tennessee, that defense got ripped. That's the type of offensive attack that Wake likes to run. I lean to Wake here. I don't love this game. I lean to Wake, but I like the over in this matchup too, Ben. I think there will be points because I think Missouri will be able to score even without their leading wide receiver. Yeah, Wake's defense is not very good. The total is 58.5. Sam Hartman's passing yards prop, by the way, for the Gasparilla Bowl is 299 and a hook. Wake Forest, Joe, lost four of their final five games of this year, booked as a favorite in every one of them. Missouri's defense, very good for most of the season, did give up on average about 36 points per game in their final three, but a big chunk of that is because Tennessee put up 66 against the Tigers the third to last week of the regular season. I'm not saying that Sam Hartman and Missouri were hand and hooker in the Vols at their best, but they can certainly put up points. Joe Lisi, final question for you today. You like eggnog? Love it. All right, that's good. Well, I hope you have plenty of eggnog on this Christmas holiday weekend. Enjoy the time with your friends, your family, your loved ones out there, everybody. Have a wonderful holiday weekend. Joe and I will be back next week, so we won't wish you a joyous new year just yet, but have a great holiday weekend. Keep it locked to the Sports Grid Radio Network. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.